Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about emotional reasoning examples and solutions for self-defeating beliefs that you might be having. And I know you're having them because you tell me about them. And I have had them too. And of course, I still have them. But I have other ways of dealing with them now than I used to. I used to beat myself up or give myself all kinds of reasons to be extra stressed out. So let's explore some real-life examples for self-defeating beliefs and the solutions. I wanted to start out. Let's see how many of them I have here. I think I have them numbered. It's 11 of them. Yay. So I have number one, filtering. And this is known as focusing on the negative. I wonder if anybody out there has ever done that. Yep. I think it's pretty common. And one of the examples of that would be You receive positive feedback from maybe some of your colleagues about a presentation, but one person points out a minor flaw. And instead of appreciating the positive comments, you dwell on the one criticism feeling like a failure. Now, this is not uncommon. We all fall into this because, again, I know I talk about this here all the time, we are built with a negative bias. We're supposed to make ourselves try to do better and better and to not get, you know, caught without having all of the answers, which we will never have. But we want to know that we're doing this. If we catch ourselves doing it, know that we are doing it and work on it. And how can we do that? We can actively focus on the positive aspects and the constructive feedback. Challenge the urge to filter out the good by consciously acknowledging and appreciating the positive feedback. Now, this can all happen through mindfulness. If you are in the present moment and find yourself focusing on the negative, you can catch yourself because you will be aware of it. And then you can do what I said here with the solution, actively focusing on the positive and the constructive feedback. It's like we have to force ourselves to go in a little bit of a different direction. We just have to say, okay, I see the negative, but I'm going to look over here now. I'm going to change where I am looking because the positive came in too. So why not look at that? The second one that I have, and you've probably heard me talk about these before in a little bit of a different way, the second one is black and white thinking. And this is that all or nothing kind of mentality. An example of that would be that you believe that if you don't succeed perfectly in a particular project, it's a complete failure. There's no room for acknowledging partial success or improvement. It has to be all or nothing. Either the project was perfect or it is 
terrible. Now, the reality is nothing is ever perfect. And the sooner that we can grasp that and bring that to our awareness when we're working on something and hand it in and say, oh, I hope it's okay, the better off we will be because it will help us stay out of this black and white, all or nothing thinking. And a solution for that would be looking for the middle ground, right? Recognizing that success is on a spectrum because there is no perfection so that we can see success on a spectrum. And not everything is entirely good or bad. We can embrace the idea that there can be shades of gray in our achievements. And if we want to move the needle toward more success or a better outcome, then we do that. That's how you know we get better at things. But beating ourselves up and only seeing the bad and calling it a bad project or a failure won't help us to move the next project in the better direction. We have to be gentle with ourselves. It's a lot of work and we have to actually strive for what we believe is the best outcome in what we are doing, but we cannot have it be all good or all bad. Number three is overgeneralization. And this would be like exaggerating or taking things to the extreme. Now, we all do all of these, so don't feel like I'm trying to point fingers at anybody. (laughs) These are all familiar to me anyway. I think the more that we know about them and the more we know that we do them and where we might do them and what the solutions are, the more we can change and have some relief in our life where we're not always feeling so bad about ourselves. So overgeneralization and exaggerating and taking things to the extreme. An example of that could be that if you made a mistake at work and you think, I always mess things up, I'm a complete failure. Again, these sound like, oh, I would never say that, but I bet there might be times where this comes up and it does come up for people. So we do have to be aware of it when we hear it. This is the whole beauty of becoming a mindful person and living mindfully. You will see when these things come up. You won't be just sailing through life doing them over and over again. And the solution would be to avoid using such extreme language, such as using the words always or never. And acknowledge that making a mistake doesn't define your entire existence. We want to question the idea that it's a consistent pattern also. So again, we do these things, but we don't have to keep doing them. And we can actually learn a lot about ourselves when we find ourselves having that thought. It's like, wow, Was that just out of habit? Have I been saying that all the time? Do I really believe it? And then question the idea of it being a consistent pattern. Have you tried OneSkin for your skincare routine yet? 
I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Number four that I have here is mind reading, making assumptions about an outcome or someone's motivation. And an example of that could be if you were planning to go to dinner with a friend and they cancel those plans, you would assume that they must be avoiding you or they dislike spending time with you. And if you are thinking those things without checking in with them first to ask them, that would be mind reading. And this is really troublesome because we do not know what other people are thinking. This is an easy one to fall into. We don't know what other people are thinking. We don't know what their mood is. We don't know what's going on in their lives. So we want to check in with people. If we are having a thought of someone, maybe why did they cancel those plans and you feel kind of bad about it, communication would be helpful here. And the solution, the solution is to challenge the assumption by asking your friend directly with communication about the situation. Hold yourself back from jumping to conclusions about other people's motivations without concrete evidence. Now, yes, people do do things to us. People are mean to other people and to us, and that might very well be true. But we don't want to be assuming that. We want to have concrete evidence. Number five. Number five is catastrophizing. And this is expecting and projecting the worst. And anybody who has struggled with anxiety knows this one. This is might be our creed, what we live by when we are anxious. An example of it would be that you have a minor health symptom and you immediately assume it must be a severe illness, catastrophizing the potential outcomes. You know it means death. That's all there is to it suffering and death, that little pain in your shoulder. It's the end. This is what anxious thinking can do to us. And catastrophizing is very common. So again, you are not alone. But what is the solution? What can we do to make it different? Well, we can remind ourselves that there are various possible explanations for the symptom. 
We can seek professional advice or from those loved ones around us who know us well, and they can give us a more accurate perspective and alleviate some of the unnecessary anxiety. And this one in particular with the health example, I also want to say this is a good place to stay away from Dr. Google because there are always horrendous reasons why you have pain in your shoulder. So obviously you want to take care of yourself. You want to know that you're doing all the right things. And if it is an issue that you are taking care of it, but we don't want to jump to that, to the worst conclusion from one simple event or pain or symptom in our body. It's a tough one especially if you've had illness or you've been not well. Like the body almost goes there by itself. The feelings all come up. It's like, oh, here we go again. I know this is a problem. Or if none of your things in the past have been a problem, what I hear from clients all the time is, yeah, but this time is different. This time I know it's a heart attack. And this is hard because no one wants to ignore the symptoms of a heart attack This is why you want to be able to know for yourself that you can calm yourself down because you know how to do your breathing and come into the present moment and ground yourself. And of course you get help if help is needed, but you don't jump to a conclusion. You just say, maybe this needs to be looked into. The thing is, is that we say the scary stuff to ourselves. We say, oh my God, here we go. This is it. What could this be? I'm in trouble. I'm going to die. We say these scary things to ourselves, and all that does is increase our stress hormones, our anxiety, and the pain we're feeling. It all goes up. So what we want to learn to do is to stay present, stay grounded, and get ourselves the help that's needed, if help is needed. But we don't have to jump to the negative conclusion. Believe me, if it's an emergency, pretty much you will know. Yeah. Now, I want to share this because I hear this all the time. I get to hear the things that were not an emergency. People don't share with me that something came up, they ignored it, and then it was an emergency. That's not the issue they come to me with. They come to me with, I have called the ambulance four times. I have had this pain, and when I call for the ambulance, the pain goes away. You might not think this is true, but I hear this all the time. It's the same things. Our mind and body work like that. Oh, help is on the way. I feel better. That's all I needed was to know I was going to be taken care of. I was going to get help. This is how it works. So if you can ground yourself, calm yourself down with your breathing, give yourself some space, you don't have to jump to the immediate conclusion the catastrophe is about to happen. Number six is personalization, meaning it's all about me. Everything's about me. For an example, another work example, there's a project at work and it fails. You just, it didn't work out. And you automatically assume it's your fault entirely, even if external factors played a significant role. 
Now, this can happen to any of us with all kinds of things, not just work examples, but at home with our parenting, with our friendships, with our relationships. So what is the solution here? We could consider other factors that contributed to the outcome. We could challenge the belief that everything revolves around us and allow others to share in the responsibility. Now, that takes some effort and that takes some learning, that takes some boundaries, but this can all happen. The amount of relief you will get from being anxious is incredible. So you really want to work on, if you find one or two of these that really pop out to you, I work on it. Get some help with it. Get a coach or a therapist. Talk to your clergy. Whoever you go to, family member, great friend that can help you work on these. Number seven, control fallacies. So either you have no control or you control everything. (laughs) So (laughs) it can go either end of the spectrum here, just like black and white thinking. It can go either way. So an example of this would be believing that if you can't control every single aspect of a situation, you have no influence whatsoever. So you see, again, that's that black and white. But you either have no control or you control everything. I had this, definitely had this, way worse than I have it now. But I really thought either, I thought I controlled the price of tea in China. Let's just say that. I felt like the world was on my shoulder. So what is the solution here? Recognize that there's a middle ground. Again, that spectrum. We are on a continuum. Life is all happening, not at the ends, but all in the middle there. And identify what aspects you can realistically control. And here's the kicker, let go of the rest. And remember that not everything is within your power. Next up is the fallacy of fairness. You think that everything in life should be fair. And that's a tough one because life is not fair. As an example, you feel resentment because a colleague received praise for something that you believe you did better, expecting equal recognition. Ah, yes, it doesn't happen that way. And it's okay to let go of that. It really, really is. It'll make your life so much more enjoyable. And so what's the solution? Accept that life is inherently unfair. Focus on your efforts and your personal growth rather than comparing yourself to others. Like I said, this will lighten your load. Number nine, blaming. You don't take responsibility for your choices and project fault onto others. And what would be an example of that? It would be like blaming a colleague for your missed deadline instead of acknowledging that you procrastinated. And what's the solution? Taking responsibility for your actions and choices. Recognize that others can influence you, but ultimately your responses are under your control. And number 10, the shoulds. Words like should, ought, and must foster impossible expectations. Again, just like perfection, it's not possible. And an example would be like believing you should 
always be perfect in every aspect of life, leading you to constant dissatisfaction. And the solution would be to practice flexibility in expectations, understanding that perfection is unattainable. Like I said earlier, it's not possible. And give yourself and others some leeway. This is crucial for your well-being. And number 11, emotional reasoning. This is like a belief that your emotions, how you feel, is always based on truth. So an example would be feeling that because you're anxious about a situation, it must be genuinely dangerous. Now, I hope you can see that because this is the one that people get stuck in quite a bit. And the solution would be to challenge your emotions with some logic. Look for evidence that supports or contradicts your feelings, allowing for a more balanced assessment of the situation. None of these are easy to change. A lot of them we do out of habit. We just did it. It helped us at some point, somewhere, got us out of a jam or something. We just keep doing it. But again, with mindfulness and awareness, you can see what you are doing and you can make changes and make your life so much more enjoyable and lighten that load that you carry. I hope today's show was helpful for you and I'll be back before you know it. And now for today's quote. Life is a series of natural and spontaneous change. Don't resist them. That only creates sorrow. Let reality be reality. Let things flow naturally forward in whatever way they like. And that's from Lao Tzu. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.